Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hey, good morning. Let me pray for us um, as the, the, the service and like that. Father, thank you for today, God. I already feel like we've done the best parts of church already. <laughs> we got to worship you, God, and we got to love on each other. And, and see our, our prayers impact somebody else, which is, man, that's the meat and potatoes, Father. So, Father, I just pray for this message. I pray that your Holy Spirit would just would ride on every word. And the things I'm not saying that they would get, and the things that, I, the things that, uh, that they need to hear, that they would hear it, and that it would be it's like a seed planted, and it would grow beautiful fruit. Amen. Amen. Um, why don't you turn with me to oh I had two starting points and I thought I'd, I would know which one to start with by the time I got up here and I'm not sure which one to start with I want to I'll, 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 I'll prompt this and maybe the Holy Spirit will be kinder to me um, so <laughs> one thing that I, I love what happens Michael, can you help me with that, that ringing sound? Thanks, brother. Um, maybe if I just stay over here. I don't know why. Um, there, there, there's, there's something I love what happens when we gather. And when God shows up in the meeting, um, something happens. Everybody say, something happens. How many of you guys have ever had an encounter with God? And I don't know what that looks like for you. But you, know, you weren't sure what he was doing. Have you ever been like face down on the floor and you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I can't stop crying. Or maybe you start shaking or or you get that flutter or maybe you start getting hot and and you're like, I don't know what this means, but something's happening. (laughs) Pastor Chris says that's never happened to him. (laughs) And there's there's something that happens when God shows up individually and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what happens. So sometimes we might, we might jump around. We might dance around. We might say, hallelujah, something's happening. And, and we get excited. When God shows up in the room, something happens, and we want to do something with it. We, we feel compelled to help him. We feel, <laughs> we feel compelled to do something in that moment. Because it can't just be shaking. It can't just be I feel warmth. It can't just mean I feel tears or emotions. It's got to be something. I've got to do something, be something, jump somewhere, yell something, laugh something. I don't know. And so sometimes God will show up in our community. How many of you guys were here last week? Half you guys. All right. No shame. Hey, we all got lives to leave. All right. (laughs) Come, though, something happens all the time. You don't want to miss God showing up. Actually, he probably showed up where you're at the beach, right? Amen. Um, amen. I love the beach. But we were, we were worshiping, and, and we didn't have a very big band. There was four people. Stephen was just, he was going for it with his crew. And, man, worship was awesome. You guys remember that? Just last week, so I hope you do. And I, I get up there, and I, and I go, and I'm like, it's time to transition. It's, about, it's their last song. And I'm like, I can't just keep, like, find some new songs, guys. 
<laughs> you're killing it. Keep going. I feel the Lord. But they just kept going. I got up there and I went to transition and I just, I just felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to keep worshiping. And, and you guys were like, you didn't skip a beat. In fact, I, I think you guys were the reasons why I thought we wanted to keep worshiping. And so you just kept singing, you know, I think it was, whole, um, uh, we sang it today actually. Um, what was the song? What was it? It was something about Jesus. Um, and we were worshiping. <laughs> Uh, I was there, I swear. Um, and, um, and I remember just being like, God, this is amazing. This is amazing. You're here. You're real. I can feel your presence. What do we do? And it's in those moments that leaders and all of us, because we're all leaders, we try to do something. We try to help them. How can I help you with this, God? Can I do something? And... And it's in that moment, I just, I just, oftentimes he says, don't do anything. I'm doing all the work. Can you see that I'm doing the work? And so I, I just, I did it, okay. And, I, and then I tried to step in again because this more time had gone by and I started getting nervous. I wasn't nervous for me. I could do that all day. But I get nervous sometimes because I have a very fun pastoral heart. I'm thinking maybe there's people in the room that don't know what's going on and they've never seen this before and we're worshiping for a long time. and There's no words on the screen anymore. And so I'm like getting nervous. And so I try to step back in. I'm just being real here. It's what happened, right? And I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I start to think I'm going to transition into, I don't And all of a sudden I, I feel a push. I get it every now and then, but I felt pushed backwards. And just, if you're wondering, it wasn't like this strong hand. It was literally, I just felt, I just felt kind of like this little balance thing. I was pushed off balance. All right? So don't think of the Lord just like shoved me or something. Like, he doesn't shove me like that. You probably have been pushed before and, and you've had these impressions that you just, it's just taken a, a faith muscle to, to say that was the Lord. So I felt pushed back and I said, well, I, I'll take the hint, God. And so I just got back on the stage and laid down. And I'm like, I'm undone. This is what it looks like when the Holy Spirit leads the message and leads the worship. And you guys just kept worshiping. I don't know if Stephen did anything to cause that except just show up and worship too. There's something that happens. Now, what did God do in that moment? What did he do? Like some of you guys, I could probably ask some of you and you'd be like, well, I know what he did in my heart. He was breaking off condemnation. For somebody else, he said, well, I, was, I just felt the freedom of the Lord coming into me when we, when we moved into this kind of extended place of worship. So something will always happen when God comes into the room. We just don't know what happens. But our job is to learn how to navigate those moments. Navigate those moments. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, direction number two now. And uh, <laughs> turn to Mark 9. In Mark 9. I'm going to go there too. Get your Bibles out. Follow along. Oh, can we get some lights on? Thank you, guys. I love input. Sometimes. <laughs> Being real. Bless the Lord. Okay. All right. <laughs> this, so this is, Jesus is, is hanging out with his crew, his disciples. You guys read? Can you see now? Um, uh, uh, verse 1, let's start at 1. 
Uh, let's just go, start with verse 2. It's a little awkward to start at verse 1. Let's go verse 2. All right, so Jesus is, is walking around, and, and it is interesting to see that it's, it, at verse 1, it says, Jesus was saying to them, Truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. And then it says six days later. I think that's interesting only because the Bible isn't like day by day. Like what happened in those six days that Mark doesn't talk about? Oh, you ever think about that? Like there's full storylines. There's, there's relationships that are built in those six days that we don't actually get to see, hear, and taste and see. Just throwing that out there. Sometimes we don't look at the Bible in that way, but I want to talk to you. The Bible is the story and the account of Christ on the earth. And so it's, it's good to remember that if it's not in the Bible. Well, there were six days that they didn't talk about. It's just a thought. Okay, uh, verse 2. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and brought them up on a high mountain by themselves. It's interesting that Jesus, not that he played favorites, but he had a few people that he was really pouring into, and he would invite them into places. Some of you guys have people that are in your lives that you need to start inviting places. If you're a mother or the father, you know, you're, you're, you're mentoring, discipling people, there's nothing more powerful than inviting people to where you're going. Even if it's the grocery store. One thing Nicole Rowan, I remember I learned from her, she did this so well, is that she will be like, well, I'm on my way to uh, fermentation farms to get some eggs. And she'll call up, you know, someone like her friend Jasmine. Hey, would you like to come with me to Fermentation Farm? And so she came, and they had this incredible testimony that happened there, that God showed up, and they got to pray. So it's just, I'm amazed at what happens in these moments when you invite people in. So if you're wondering, how do we make disciples? You invite them places. Okay? And, and invite people that you enjoy being with. That helps. Okay? <laughs> Okay. Hey, if you don't enjoy being with somebody else does, okay? And so just somebody else will invite them. Okay, sorry. That was that was way off track. Uh, don't quote me on that. All right. <laughs> My wife in her mercy says sometimes you have to even invite those people. Well, how are you not how will you learn to like them unless you bring them with you? Okay. Say <laughs> la. Okay. All right, so they brought them up on the mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, meaning that like he was transfigured. There was a, there was, there was a, his figure was transformed. It was, it was shining light, light stuff happening. I don't know exactly what happened. There's different accounts of it. And he says he was transfigured before them. Who's them? These three men, Peter, James, and John. And his garments became radiant and exceedingly white as no launderer on earth can whiten them. I feel like this is a commercial for like Tide or something. <laughs> How white are your clothes? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm feeling feisty this today. All right, Elijah then appeared to them along with Moses. Elijah appeared to them along with Moses. And they were talking with Jesus. I just, I love the word. And every now and then I have this moment, I'm like, just, what? Wait, wait, what? Two dead people. 
appeared to Jesus. And Peter, James, and John appeared to him. Two dead people. Say dead people. Dead people. <laughs> Listen, like, don't let anybody tell you you're weird for wanting to see miracle signs and wonders. Like, this is as weird as it gets in the Bible almost, except for he was resurrected and all the people in the graves and the cities came alive. Like, it gets a little weirder, but this is up there. Two dead people, the law and the prophets, right? Moses, the law, and Elijah, the prophet, came, right? And they came and they spoke to him and they met with Jesus. They appeared to them, they appeared to them along with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. And then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And then it says this, verse 6, for, for he did not know what to answer, for they became terrified. Apparently, he wasn't so terrified that he couldn't offer these interesting op I uh, ideas. <laughs> then a cloud formed, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud. Something's happening, by the way. Did you get that? Something's happening. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Who do you think that was for? Do you think it was the disciples probably? I, I think Elijah and Moses pretty much knew what was happening. <laughs> I felt like they had some good 2020, you know, and they maybe saw the future. I don't know what happens when you go to heaven fully. And all at once they looked around and saw no one with them anymore except Jesus alone. Something happened. Say something's happening. Something's happening. God is showing up. The cloud is there. We're worshiping longer than we thought we were. Someone fell down over here. I remember the day Howard fell down while he was doing the offering. Like, something happens in church. Maybe while you were praying with someone, something happened. Maybe someone was praying for you, and you felt something. How many of you guys felt something happen when they prayed for you? Like, you felt like joy well up, fear was leaving, anxiety diminished. Maybe you just felt happier in the moment. There was a group over here. I won't give names. Um, that, that were, they were laughing a little bit. Something's happening. When God shows up, we can get, I don't know if you get terrified, but we get nervous. We get nervous. What did, what did, what did, what did that disciple, God bless him, Peter said, Rabbi, can we do something? Can we help you out? I see Elijah and Moses. This is blowing my mind here. And, and geez, like, we've never been here before. We feel really honored that you brought us up here with you. Like, we've never felt closer to you. Something's happening in my heart with you. Can we do something? Can we make something happen for you? Can I pitch some tents for dead people? Like, what do you need me to do? <laughs> I don't know. If you saw dead people, would you think they need a place to stay? I don't know. I... But something, they, they showed up. And, he, and here's, what I, here's what I'd like to say. We get nervous. We get nervous. We get nervous all throughout life. And, and maybe there's confrontation that happens and we get nervous. Maybe somebody accuses us something wrongly and we get nervous. Maybe God shows up in your quiet time and you get nervous. Maybe you're sitting there just worshiping in your car and something just feels, starts to happen. You feel His presence. 
And we get nervous. Why do we get nervous? Because our go-to is, Lord, what can I do for you? Because our go-to is, where can I, where should I go? For, who should I pray for? What should I do right now? And the reality is, most of the time, God just wants us to be there and experience Him in that moment. Why did He, do you think Jesus knew this was going to happen? Did you ever think of that? Did Jesus walk up that mountain knowing he was going to... I've honestly never, ever had that thought until just right now. I wonder if he knew that was going to happen. And he thought, you know who's going to really love this? The ones that are closest to me. They need to see this because they need to hear my father say what he's going to say. The ones closest to me, the ones that I'm going to... One of these, one of these people I, is going to lean against my chest and I'm going to whisper things I would whisper to nobody else. And I want that disciple to be with me in this special moment. Do you think Jesus knew they would say something awkward like, can we make you some tents? Do you think they had the tent material to make the tents with them? I don't know. Can we chop some trees down? Like, how long are we going to be here? Like, because we're in, you know. <laughs> they probably were like, this is it. We're all going to heaven now. Jesus came back. Jesus is taking you places. You are that disciple who he loves. You are John. John actually says, then the one that Jesus loved, the one that leaned against him. And John wrote John. So he's talking about himself, which is beautiful. But you're the one that Jesus loves. He's the one that he wants to have these moments with you in whether we're all together, whether you're in the car, whether you're driving, listening to a podcast, it could happen anywhere. And it's just that moment when he shows up and, and, and the temptation is to do something, to create some kind of an action because we want to help him. I, I would submit to you that he just wants us to be with him. Turn with me to Exodus uh, 33. Jesus. Exodus. Have you guys been in Exodus lately? I have. Um, Moses. Nope. Okay. Great. All right. 33, 17. 33, 11. I want to hit on this briefly because um, I, I feel like we got a lot done in that first part. This is about Joshua. Joshua was a man that was walking with Moses through the beginning of a lot of like the, this journey out of Egypt. So Joshua was a young man at the time. Joshua, son of Nun. He, 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 is, he is a, uh, he, he's, he's a warrior. Moses sent him out to battle the, the Amalekites while, while his hands were being held up by two other great men. Joshua was with him this whole time. He would have seen, he would have seen the deliverance from the Egyptian army. He would have seen, um, uh, Moses' leadership. He would have fought with him, traveled with him. Um, he was with him during the parting of the Red Sea, the, de uh, the, the pillar of fire that guided them by day, uh, cl um, cloud by day, fire by, he would have seen all these incredible stuff. He would have seen the quail and the manna. He would have seen all of this. Joshua was with Moses this whole time. 
and he would have seen he would have saw Moses going into the tent of meeting. And the tent of the meeting was where they pitched the tent at the, in the evening, where right where the, the 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 pillar of fire was. It was where the host of, of God was, was, is where God was being hosted in this tent. And Moses would go in there to do his leadership stuff. I don't know what he did there, journaled. I don't know. He's leading a bunch. He's leaving two million people walking around the desert. I'm guessing he needed some quiet time. And, and he would take Joshua with him. And Joshua would actually be stationed outside the tent. And in verse 11, it talks about how Moses actually talked to the Lord. And this is good too. Uh, thus, Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses. Oh, let's back to verse 9. Let's go to 7. Come on now. <laughs> verse 7. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp. This, I just realized this. Both stories, they're trying to pitch tents. All right. Come on, that's the Lord. I don't know why, what's going on there. But anyway, we should start pitching tents for the Lord. A good distance from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. And it came about whenever Moses went out to the tent, that all the people would arise and stand at each at the entrance of his tent and gaze after Moses until he entered the tent. They just watch him. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent. And the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship each at the entrance of his tent. Thus the Lord, verse 11, thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face. Say face to face. Say that again. Face to face. You know, that's how God wants to speak to you. Face to face. Just like face to face. I'm, I'm Kristen. We got Kristen over there and Aaron, their new baby. And we've got a baby in the house too. It's like, how do you, how do you, how do you talk to babies? Right here. Right here. Why? Because they actually can't figure out like where to put their eyes when they're first born, right? Like they don't even know where to focus on. But like when they're baby, when our, our kids, you get right next to them, face to face. Why? Because that's where all the connection happens. We're, we're, we're fostering some kids right now. It's beautiful. And I have people giving me wonderful advice because I don't know what the heck we're doing sometimes. And I'm like, I don't want to get too attached because we're going to give them back to their parents. It's really good. And they said, but you, it's really important that you get good eye contact with these babies while you have them. Really? Like, yes, because all the, the healthy emotional side of us happens when we're face to face with them. Okay, this is probably a whole other message, but I'm going to take it as like a moment. I want to grab this. And so this is why God wants to speak to us face to face. Because when we're just praying out to him, Father, do something. Heal, heal this. Or Lord, I just help me. I don't know what to do. We're kind of just like crying out to him. How often do we cry out to him when we're face to face? I would wonder if more prayers, huh, I think he hears all of our prayers. But you're going to be way more transformed when you pray if you start to imagine the truth and the reality that you're face-to-face -face with him. That he's looking to transform you through these face-to-face -face encounters. There's times when we worship him. Don't worship him like he's out in outer space. Worship him as if he's standing right in front of you. Oh, can you feel that difference? 
Can you feel that? Doesn't it want to, don't you want to go back into worship and try again? Like, <laughs> let's just try it again. I can do better. No, I'm just kidding. No, he loves your worship however you give it to him. Like, there's no wrong way to worship him. But I promise you, you will be way more transformed in those worship encounters when you worship him face to face. And, and so, <laughs> oh, that was a beautiful rabbit trail. So the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face. Don't let anybody ever tell you, well, if we look at him, brother, we're going to die, right? It says that in the old days. They couldn't even lay eyes on him. Uh-uh. No, David would go into the holies of holies. And he wasn't a priest. Moses walked, literally God, God himself walked in front of Moses. And Moses met with the Lord face to face, just, just in case we thought that was a metaphor. He says this, just as a man speaks to his friend. Woo! When Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. So picture the rest of the town went back into town. And Joshua who was hungry, who was hungry for these encounters with God. He knew what Moses was getting, and he got jealous. I believe, I believe Joshua was jealous for, for, the, for the relationship that he had with God. And so he went into that tent, and he met with God face to face. Who is it that God gave leadership to after Moses, at the end of Moses? It was Joshua. Who was it the one that, that went into the promised land when they sent the 12 spies and came back full of faith and hope because of who he had been meeting with face to face? It was Joshua. He came back and he says, oh, this is easy. I've met with the big God face to face so many times. These giants don't stand a chance. So Joshua was in a consistent opportunity for God to show up in a powerful way. Clouds and fires. Notice there was a cloud on the mountain too. And Peter, God bless Peter's heart. He has a great story. Got nervous and he wasn't sure what to do. He got terrified. And yet we have Joshua that got hungry. We have Joshua that got curious, and he goes into the tent, and he meets with God. And that's our heart for us, that we would sense when we get nervous, when we're not sure what's about to happen. You know what? Oh, gosh. No, I won't say that. This is why God wants to show up in our church services, so they don't get sterile, so they don't get unpowerful, not powerful. Church should be one of the most powerful things we do. It should be like we come here and we meet with him face to face. And I, I honestly, like I'm on that journey. Like when I don't, I don't know if we're there yet. I think we've got a bit ways to go. <laughs> I, I don't see the clouds yet. Um, but I wanted to share a little bit of a cloud story that Jessica and I were a part of. We were, we, were, um, we were students up at a uh, ministry school up in Reading. And Reagan, our daughter, was, was, uh, was, uh, she had just been born. And uh, there was this really interesting thing that was showing up in the meetings up in Reading. And I don't know that it, it, it hadn't showed up in a, you know, 
maybe ever or in pieces, but it was never like this before. But a little cloud of gold dust or sparkly stuff, I don't know what they call it in heaven, but clearly it was on earth now, and so we don't have a name for it. But it was swirling around in the room. And you can actually YouTube this, Bethel, glory cloud, gold cloud, gold dust. I don't know, you try. We did it in the home group once. And, and you can watch what it looked like. And the first couple times, it was like, hey, did you guys see that over there? And then it happened again and again. I remember before Reagan was born, we were in the hospital. And every time it showed up, I couldn't be at that service because I wasn't allowed to be. You have assigned services. Boo. And, and so... I was in the hospital with Jessica, and it showed up on a service that I was allowed to go to, but she was in the hospital, and I'm like, and, and we're watching it online in Reading at the hospital. Um, she had some complications that was, everything, God just worked it out. But we're watching this, and she goes, honey, you need to go. And I hadn't seen it in person yet. And I'm like, no, no, honey, no, no. I'm here for you. I, I, this is a sacrifice. <laughs> I'm all like, no, honey, I will never leave your side. We're in the hospital. And she goes, no, you have to go. I'm like, okay, I'll go. And so, <laughs> I love you, honey. You're so amazing. And so, <laughs> so I just, I drove so fast, like, so I didn't want it to end. And, and so I got there, I saw, I'm like, whoa. And I was like, this is amazing. And then a few, uh, maybe a month later, it was still off and on happening. You couldn't plan the God showing up. You couldn't plan it. You couldn't create it to happen. Like they couldn't sing that same song. They couldn't have the right person preaching to make it happen again. And so God was so beautiful in that way. Come on, you know what we would do? You know what we would do. We would sing that song all the time. And before long, we'd separate the relational side and we turn it into a religion that if we just sing this song with this speaker on this topic he shows up come on come on that's good news it's also bad news because you can't trick this you can't rote this thing in you can't keep memorizing scripture and expect something to happen you actually have to meet with him face to face. So we showed up there after Reagan had been born. And, um, and the glory cloud started showing up in worship, I think it was. And here's what happened. Just, I'm just going to pull you into that. You literally just start looking up and you see it. And because you know like this is God, you just kind of wonder in awe at it. And some people get a little excited. They get happy. Whoa! And some people are just like, Ah, oh, there's a holiness here. And there's no wrong way to go about this. When God shows up in the room, he just wants you present. He just wants you in the tent with him. And so we just, I remember, I remember, I think we have a picture of it somewhere, but just Reagan, little cute Reagan, Jess and I sitting on the, on the steps. We went up onto the steps of the stage because there was nothing, nobody was doing anything at that point. Just, they were just celebrating God. And we just sat there together and we said, wow. Isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing? And I want you to know, God is showing up all the time in your life. Way more than you think he is. The Bible says that our senses would be trained to see him. It doesn't take a prayer, it doesn't take a, a Sunday morning to see God show up. But when he does show up, 
I, I want to I I put the seed in your heart as a community, when God shows up, when you just feel his presence, you guys feel his presence today during worship? Just raise your hand. Just like, you feel his presence? Cool. When he shows up, I want you to think about this when he does, because I'm trying to train you how to do church differently. When he shows up like that, I don't want you to get nervous and try to make a tent or something like that. I want you to get get intimate with him. I want you to, I want you to instantly remember, that's right, we're face to face. I almost forgot. He's not in outer space. He's right here. And it's in those moments when God shows up and the pastor's crying on the back, pounding the stage. Like I was like, I was a mess. I didn't care what you guys thought of me at the time, just FYI. And I, and I just knew, God, you're going to lead Stephen perfectly through this. And you're going to lead everybody perfectly. And so when he shows up, I want you to do this. That's all I want you to do. I just want you to do this. I'll do it again because it was slight. Okay? And, and maybe I can do this so you can get a different angle. Just do this. Just like. I just want you to lean in. Just lean in. If we had a tent, I'd say, get in there. Just lean in. And if God starts moving over in that section of the room and something's happening over there, you just know it is. Don't, don't look over there and break the popcorn out and just watch God work. I want you to lean into it. God, what are you doing over there? God, I just celebrate what's happening. I'm just so thankful that, that, that something's happening on this section or maybe something's happening over here and it's not, it hasn't, hasn't reached over here yet. And, I want, and if you want to go over there and see what's going on over there, that's cool too. I want to train us to lean in to what God's doing because it may not last an hour. He may just come and then the cloud will dissipate and then you'll say something awkward. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> thank you, Peter. And when you're sitting in your car, I see a car because I, that's where a lot of, I just, my temple, it's my sanctuary. At home, we've got kids and it's hard to not have people running into my tent. Let's just laugh at that. Thank you. <laughs> that's a good point, honey. It's a good point. Wherever you are at, two things. One, pursue his face. Pursue his face. When you're reading the Bible, you don't have to do anything. Read it to see his face. Read it to find what's, you, what's he doing. When you're worshiping at home, please worship at home. Don't just worship at church. And by the way, putting worship music on, it counts, but doesn't really count. Like, like, listen, I have worship music on all the time at our house, and I, it, I think it's beautiful. It creates an atmosphere. But your heart needs to stop and adore him. And I know you're busy. And I know you got stuff to do. You might have four kids at home. You might have none. You're busy. But, but we have to know that Sunday morning can't carry you. It's not supposed to. I wouldn't want it to. And so, yes, have worship music on. And yes, stop and actually worship with it. Um. And when you feel even just the smallest, just the smallest 
tinge that God might have just showed up in your time with him because he's always there. But when you start to think, I bet he's here, as soon as you have that thought, I want you to just lean in. Does that make sense? Can we do that? Can we, can we, right now, right where you're at, let's just practice. You ready? Something we just thought God might have showed up in the room, maybe, kind of, sort of, maybe, like I feel something. What do we do? <laughs> it's small, but I can promise you this is the beginning to what Joshua encountered. This is the beginning of what Joshua encountered. There was a whole town of people that maybe they had permission to do the same. But there's a few people in the Bible that decided to lean in. And I want to I I I plead with you to lean in more. Why don't you stand with me? We just, I just love worshiping. I'm gonna, we're gonna, I just want to worship as we just close here. Um. And I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul. Rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your singing again if he's so close and I love you Lord and I lift my voice to we're so thankful that you saved us. But not just that, I'm so thankful that you invited us on this intimate journey. 
Father, I ask for face-to-face encounters with Jesus for this whole community. Undeniable places that we know, that we know, that we, we felt his presence. There's people in here that have just never felt his presence because it's just, it's just not something how you normally receive. But God, I, I pray right now, God, that every single person would know that, that they've had a face-to-face encounter, whether it's in from the flesh, like the apostles had, or whether it's just in the spirit, whether it's just in their feeling, but they know that they know that they had you next to them, God. And courage erupted, and fear left, and anxiety flooded out, and joy came in, God. So, Father, we adore you, and we magnify your name today, God. Lord, let your name be higher than every name in our lives, God. Until we know that we know that we know that you are the one that that you especially loved. There's a quote from the movie The Shack in the book, and it says says that uh, I am especially fond of you. And that just wrecks me that God would say that to you. I'm especially fond of you, Stephanie. Oh, Chris, I'm especially fond of you. Christine, I am, I am especially fond of you. And I'm just, I'm blown away that God would think of you in that, in that way to say that he is especially fond. He doesn't just love you. He's so very fond of you. So just ask for it right now. I know I prayed it, but I want you to ask. Ask for those places with him. Ask for that time with him. Ask for those encounters with him right now. Just ask him in your own heart, in your own voice, out loud, silently. I don't care. Just ask him right now, just just for a second. Don't be afraid to ask for angels visiting you. Don't be afraid to ask for dreams and visitations. That was a normal thing for the people that walked closest with Jesus. Yeah. Father, we love you. We're so thankful that we get to be your kids. Would you help us to change the world, to bring revival everywhere we go, in our houses, in our workplaces, in our schools, in the stores, God. Help us to be a river that doesn't just Keep all this face-to-face stuff for ourselves, God, but lets it overflow in everywhere we go. And all as God's people said, amen. amen, amen. Awesome, guys. Jesus, thank you, God. Awesome. Can we get the prayer team to come on up? Oh. Sometimes I just want to shout Jesus, but there's just such a holy place in the room that I want you to shout it inside. (laughs) Ah! Hey, we love you guys. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Um, Come on up and get prayer if you need it. If you can, if you're sticking around for a little bit longer, help stack the chairs 10 high. It's a big help. Uh, Bless you guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.